Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. Hey. All right. Welcome to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah. Having a good day. Let's start the pod. Welcome back. I still have slightly sick voice, but whatever. All right, this episode, I'm only going to cover one thing. Usually I bounce around, but this annoyed me so much for how factually inaccurate it was and what a total lie it was that I'm going to get into a TV appearance on the morning news out here in Los Angeles that Kathy Griffin did to promote her documentary, which is in festivals. I think it's going to be, it's it's at South by Southwest, which is a huge festival, but we'll get to that in a second. What she said, I'm actually going to play you a clip. Because it is so bullshit, <laughs> I can't even talk in uh, correct sentences. And I have nothing against Kathy Griffin. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Okay, uh, first off, please rate the podcast five stars if you haven't yet. Uh, share an episode. I'm starting to get more interviews now that I'm in town for a little bit. And I uh, just did one with Tim Donaghy, the former NBA referee that the NBA tried to paint as one, quote, rogue ref who uh, was fixing games which he wasn't doing so definitely check out the last episode episode 46 um even if you're not a sports fan it's very interesting uh very interesting story they got a new movie coming out him and tommy martino called inside game based off tommy martino's book about the whole betting scandal and everything so uh yeah rate the podcast five stars leave a review really helps. My book, The Different Book, Different, uh, it's called Different, um, is available for purchase in the show notes right now. I'm still working on the website. I finally got it transferred to another uh, hosting platform that's easier to use, I guess. So that I just got that email this morning. So I will get the website up where there will be many more ways to purchase the book. Uh, it's available on Amazon right now, but the best way to get the book right now, so more money goes to charity, is to Venmo me. It's in the show notes, uh, all the information there. And uh, 10% of all the proceeds I'm giving to Emily's Entourage, which is a cystic fibrosis charity that fights a specific type of cystic fibrosis. If you don't know what cystic fibrosis is, terrible disease, uh, cutting a bunch of people's lives short. So they're making a lot of progress in, in my lifetime. So it's not some lost cause to donate to these charities. And Emily's Entourage fights a specific form of CF that does not have a cure yet. <clears throat> but there are certain forms that they've cured. So, uh, let's get into it. All right, so Kathy Griffin, I'm just going to play this. It is, I mean, I don't know Kathy Griffin. I have nothing against her. I'm not a Kathy Griffin fan. I'm not a Kathy Griffin hater, whatever. Everyone does their own thing. I really don't like going after comedians uh, on anything because we're all comedians. And usually, most every joke or something comes from a place of trying to make people laugh. So, it comes from a good place, right? So, even if you don't like a joke, you shouldn't hate the person, whatever. But she's, okay, so listen, just listen to this, okay? This is, she's promoting her documentary, and listen to what she says. 
let's see if uh, hopefully this this will, should pick it up. Got that. But, but then when I went overseas right. to work because I couldn't get work here, and by the way, I still do not have one single day of paid work ahead of me for the rest of my life. Now you tell me that's not because I'm a 58 year old female in comedy. Mm. Yeah, take that, guys who make the decisions. But this movie is doing really well. It's winning awards. 58 year old comedians that are working out there. Are you name name five women? Uh, I'm not uh, into it's the that concept. Thing, yeah. What is this guy? What's this? What's up with the new guy? <laughs> um, look, the point is, it's a male-dominated field, which I don't really want to hear your take on. We that. got guests here every day. Okay? Yeah. Okay. That's all right. But you should know your stats, though. Um, anyway, working in a male-dominated field is something where I deal with that sort of thing every day. So I spend most of my day trying to talk to older white guys and explain I just want to do what I do. And I don't feel like, no matter how I said you feel about me or the photo, nobody in America should have the president and the Department of Justice make it so that they're not employable or insurable. And, you know, then, like, the TMZ and the AMI, they got involved doing hit pieces on me and stuff like that. So it's been a whole orchestrated campaign. And typically they used it on uh, politicians, and I was like the test case. So hopefully I'm coming out of a triumphant, going to more film festivals. In fact, I'm going to be at the downtown... Okay, so <clears throat> what the fuck is she talking about? She said she has no paid work on the books for the rest of her life, okay? Um, that's on you then. You know what I mean? Just, just let's break it down real quick. She has no paid work... Uh, I don't know what her price is that she's asking venues to pay her. Sometimes you got to lower your price. If a venue's like, hey, we don't think you're, we could sell, you know, a 3,000 seat theater at, you know, $200 a ticket, or I'm just making up numbers, but like, they'll be like, oh, then, you know, we, we don't want to give you that. You know, we, we can't do that. It doesn't make any sense for us as a business, right? Also, Kathy Griffin, last time I checked, I just want to clarify, I'm checking right now on my phone because I don't want to be wrong. <coughs> okay, here we go. She has 2.1 million Twitter followers. She has 2.1 million Twitter followers. Guys, if I had 2.1 million Twitter followers, I don't even know if I'd be working comedy clubs. I would just be four-walling rooms, which is like when you, that's, that's the term, when you just buy out a venue and then you set your own price and then you, you keep all the, the profit instead of going through some you know, a uh, booking agent and all this stuff. Like, if you have, she has, Kathy Griffin, <laughs> first off, I'm going to get to in a second how rich she already is, and she's complaining, but she's pretending she has no paid work. I, I'm about to do a gig uh, in January, 1500 bucks, three days to do a comedy club. Is it three days or two days? I don't know. So you're telling me that comedy club wouldn't, they, they would switch out my date for Kathy Griffin. <laughs> you know what I mean? She probably doesn't want 1500 bucks. Maybe she wants, you know, $100,000. And they're like, well, the venue's not big enough for that. You know what I mean? To, like, we'd have to charge $1,000 tickets because it's not a big venue. I don't, the, the point is she's full of shit. She, if she doesn't have any paid work, why is that everybody else's fault? First off, I don't believe it. I don't believe that she has no paid work. Right before that clip, she, or was it during that clip that I played, she starts talking about how when she went overseas to get work. Well, guess what? You're that fucking famous. You can go overseas and sell tickets. That's how fucking famous you are, and you're bitching? I think, like, when it comes to people, you know, I know Kathy Griffin's, like, really political and everything, and she's, like, on the far on the left, but I think every normal person, if you're a Republican, Democrat, you're independent, you're not even really involved in politics at all, and you don't care, and you're one of those people that goes, ah, politics, whatever, because she's blaming this all on her political stances. I don't think anybody enjoys super rich people bitching about work it just doesn't land well you know what i mean like i knew a guy once 
It's like a very good looking guy, tall. I think he's, what is he, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, tall. Really good looking guy and uh, really successful. And we were having lunch one time with some people and he was started, not even in a funny way, starting how like dwarfs kind of have it good because they get like better parking spaces and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, pick another battle. You're like fucking 6'4", six, 6'5", six, good looking dude, very successful. You'd rather change places with a dwarf where everybody you know, looks at them, they don't see him very often, they stare and little kids point, like, you'd rather have that, like, just pick another battle, I'm not saying if you're a dwarf, your life sucks, and, you know, I know some, and you could be a very happy person, but it's like, pick a different battle, you know what I mean? Oh man, well, my dick is like, you know, it's like nine inches long, and girls really like, I feel like they like me just for my dick, and my sense of humor, and my good looks, it's just like, what? Just pick another battle, so if you're super rich, Forget politics. Nobody nobody likes hearing a super rich person bitch. They don't have work. How does she not have work? She can't call up a comedy club and be like, hey, I'd like to come perform. They're going to say no when they know that they can make a lot more money that weekend than, say, if they book me. Why Why would they not book her? And if they won't book her, if they, I'm not, I don't know her whole situations, and I'm not trying to, you know take down her character completely. I just think she's full of shit about this. She can't get work. Then fucking buy out a venue. Buy out a fucking downtown LA. You can buy out one of those little like mini warehouses, set up chairs, and charge $50 a ticket, $75 a ticket, and be like, hey, to all my fans, spread the word. I'm going to be here in a small venue, you know, whatever, $75 a ticket, uh, 250 seats. Let's just do the math on a small venue, which I'm sure she could do much bigger than that. I'm sure she does do way bigger than that. I'm just making the numbers low. All right, so that's one show, eighteen thousand seven hundred fifty bucks. Then you rent out the venue for, you know, it's going to be way less than that. You rent some chairs. My my family's rented chairs for parties. It's not hard to rent chairs, and maybe the venue supplies chairs. Okay, so in one show she could easily clear fifteen grand. All for her, it, for doing forty five minutes. 15 grand. Hey guys, come see me. She could even fuck around. She didn't have to be funny. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she would be, but she doesn't have to be funny. 15 grand, one show. Hey, let's do two shows that night. All right. 30 grand. I made 30 grand in one night. I'm above the poverty line in the United States because I worked one night. <laughs> it's like, what? I, I'm sorry. I don't want to keep repeating myself. What the fuck is she talking about? Okay. Another thing. She pretends she proves a point to this guy, which I don't know why that guy chimed in. I'm not like backing him up for ch- chiming in. Like if he doesn't like her or thinks what she's saying was stupid. He, he was, I know you can't see it, but he was like all the way on the other end of the desk. And I don't think he was conducting the interview. I think it was, uh, what's that guy's name? Sam Rubin. Yeah, Sam Rubin. <coughs> Sam Rubin was sitting next to her conducting the interview. So another thing she says is, uh, I don't have another payday of work or something, and, and you're telling me that's not because I'm a 58-year-old woman? And that's when the guy was like, oh, I think there's a lot of 58-year-old comedians working. And she's like, name five. Name five female comedians. And then the guy couldn't. But that, that's why he shouldn't have opened his mouth, because unless you're ready to, you know, you know, you know she's going to come back like that. But well, that doesn't prove anything. Guys, okay, anyone listening to this, name five Asian comedians in their 50s. Go. Five Asian comedians in their 50s. Oh, you can't do it? Okay, I gave you as much time as Kathy Griffin gave that guy. Oh, well, then shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. That's not proving a point. Bringing up something that, like, I couldn't... I know there are, prob- there are five Asian comedians working uh, in their 50s. I can't name five real quick. You know what I mean? Uh, also, she keeps saying, well, let's just get to this. Let's get over this five, name five, whatever, okay? First off, she's completely full of shit that there's not five female comedians 
working. It just shows kind of how elitist I feel like she is because, ready for this? Okay, this is another comic who I was talking this about, and he gave me some names right off the bat. The first one I thought of was, was Kathleen Madigan. Kathleen Madigan, I think, is in her 50s, and she's hilarious, and she has a great career. She's a great comic, and I, I've met her a couple times at Comedy Magic Club. Really nice person, okay? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, I think, is in her 50s. Margaret Cho, Wendy Liebman, uh, Judy Gold, Samore, Lunell, Leslie Jones, Cheryl Underwood. I mean, these are like, the list goes on. You know what I mean? And I'm sure some of those names I said, you guys are like, oh, I've never heard of them. Some of you are like, oh, I've heard of them, right? These people, even someone like Samore, who's not as famous as Kathy Griffin, Samore makes a fucking killing. Samore makes a ton of money. And she, or at least she used to, and I'm sure she still does. Like, I mean, this isn't this weird thing where it's like, you can't name five. I gave you a split second, so you need to shut the fuck up. Whoa, I totally owned you. That's not owning anybody. You're making no point. And I saw, and then she's talking about like it's a male-dominated industry. Absolutely correct. There are more males who go into stand-up than females. There's a lot of females that go into stand-up uh, more and more. But if you look at percentage-wise, how many people even attempt to do stand-up, it's more males than females. And it's like by an overwhelming amount. I don't know the exact percentages. I don't know if there's a way to even find out the exact percentages. But if you go to like open mics or something when you're starting out, it's not you know, nine women and one guy. It's usually nine guys, one woman, or eight guys, two women, right? That's just people attempting it. And then everybody's not good at it, right? Uh, and if and some people are good at it, but they don't stick with it because they, it's hard to make a living doing this and you really need to catch some breaks and it's very up and down and it's not steady. So maybe somebody's people, some people are good at it. So some people who start, here's a bunch of people who start, right? Doing stand-up comedy. And... Some aren't good. Right off the bat, they're gone. Okay, men and women aren't good. So they stop, right? Some are good. And maybe they have a little success, but then it goes away and it's a struggle and they're getting older and they're like, hey, you know, I, got, I can't do this for the rest of my life. It's too stressful. I can't live in an apartment with three roommates the rest of my life. I'm going to get a, a, quote, real job, right? Okay, so then they drop off, right? Men and women, they drop off, right? At no point is it, you know, and I'm not even getting into any sort of debate about like men are funnier than women or women are funnier than men. I don't like those debates because I think they're stupid. Not all men are funny at all. And there's a lot of women who are really, really funny. And I don't get it. Like just because you're a guy, you're funnier than a woman who actually is funny, but you're just a guy and that's it. So you're fun. I don't know. So I'm not even getting into that. I'm just saying percentage wise. Let's just pretend men and women are equally as funny. Okay. Because I know everyone's got an opinion on that. But let's just pretend men and women are just as equally as funny. Well, less women are getting into it. They're even, less women are even attempting it. And also, I'm not even going to get into like personal things that I know, people I know. Uh, I, I feel like, I don't know, some, some people I see online complaining like, oh, it's harder for this or it's harder for that or it's harder for this, it's harder for that. It's kind of hard for everybody. And then they can, you can always point to somebody because we all know people who are like, geez, that guy or that girl, they... They got some breaks that I didn't get. You know what I mean? Like, there's all that. I got breaks early on that other people didn't get. And I'm not getting breaks now that other people are getting. That's just life. That's just how it is. You know what I mean? Right now, I'm getting no breaks. <laughs> but early on, I got a lot of breaks. And, I'm sh- and I, I know there were people that were, had been doing it longer than me and were better than me. Probably, you know, could work more rooms and they, could have, they had more material and all that stuff. But that's just not how life works. The industry always is looking for, like, young and blah, blah, blah. And so, this is Whatever. This is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get the point of bitching 
about life and oh it's not fair and by the way i don't kathy griffin has no basis to complain about things not being fair you know i think she's talking about well i know she's talking about i say i think she's talking about when uh she posted that photo of uh a severed Donald Trump head, she was holding it up, you know, and she's trying to make some political statement or something, whatever. Okay, that's another thing where, yeah, I'm sure there's a sliver of people that are, that are on her side politically that are like, yeah, fucking dead Trump head, bloody cool. But I guarantee you there's a lot of people on the political left who were like, that was in bad taste, like, that's not classy. Why would you do that? That's a little too much, right? So there's people on her side that... Uh, are, I'm sure we're turned off by that. Like, hey, I used to like Kathy Griffin, but she's kind of lost it a little bit. Like, there's never any, <laughs> there's never any, uh, like, self-reflection. Like, maybe I caused some of this. Maybe I, some of my actions weren't good. Like, I know for sure there are things in the past that I've done that I could have handled better, and I regret not handling them a different way. That's why I think it's always funny. Some people try to like, oh, I got no regrets, man. No regrets. Oh, I wouldn't change anything. It's like, how do you have fucking no regrets? I'm not saying you should sit there and dwell on your regrets for your whole life and beat yourself up and then hate yourself and then never get back on your feet. But so you think you just nailed it every second of your life, every moment of your life. You're like, boom, that was great. That was great. Oh, that was awesome. I've never made a fucking mistake in my life. I've never misspoken. I've never done the wrong thing. I never, you know, I don't, it's just, it makes no sense. If you're a person who says, I got no regrets, you're a fucking idiot. You're stupid. You're just somebody who just likes to pretend you're awesome because everybody should have regrets. Everybody should be like, ah, man, I said the wrong thing back there. Man, I did the wrong thing that one time. Or, oh, I wish I would have done this a little different. Or, you know, come on. I have regrets when I go on stage. I come off stage and I go, ah, I messed up that bit. Or I should have done this other bit. Or I was was working on this and I forgot to do this tag on that, you know, joke or whatever. I'm not saying these regrets have to make you, you know, take a gun and put it in your mouth and blow your head off, but not regretting anything, that makes no sense. Yeah, just ever since I was born, you know, just always nailed it. Just always, every second, you know, every minute, every hour, just never did anything that wasn't fucking awesome. No regrets. Uh, all right, so I'm going to read this too, because... <laughs> she's so we, so we already debunked her bs that there's no women in the, in their 50s that are working we've debunked the idea that the only way she can get work is if these old white men gatekeepers give it to her that makes no sense go do your own shit go do your own thing that's so weird that's such a lazy whiny attitude all right now let's read this okay just to drive home how sad we're supposed to be for Kathy Griffin, okay? And again, I'm not saying anything like, oh, she doesn't deserve it or anything. I'm not taking any stance on this at all. This is from Forbes magazine, okay? March 14, 2019. Kathy Griffin is amazing with money by David Ray. (laughs) Kathy Griffin is widely known for her self-deprecating humor about her life on the D-list. That is why some may be shocked to learn that the A-list comedian is amazing with money. Love her or hate her, Griffin is a survivor. She was raised to value a dollar, and wow, she has saved a lot of them. By the way, good for her. This is awesome. I'm so happy she did. I'm glad she's smart with money. During a recent flight, I listened to the podcast, How to Be Amazing podcast with Michael Ian Black. Griffin was the guest, and she bared all about her finances. Even with her recent challenges, she's still as fabulous and financially wise as ever. For those who may be unfamiliar, Griffin is a two-time Emmy and Grammy-winning comedian... 
Fucking guess who's not that? Me and most comedians. Like, and I know you're probably saying, oh, she's way funnier than you. Okay. See people in, when everyone's on an even playing field and tell me that everybody who uh, makes it uh, to be famous is just fucking way better than other people. Some of them are and a lot of them aren't. She co-hosted CNN's New Year's Eve coverage with Anderson Cooper and her hit reality show, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List, aired on Bravo for six seasons. She had a TV show, hit show for six seasons. Full disclosure, I appeared on one episode of her show. Okay. Here are a few ways Kathy Griffin is amazing with money. She doesn't have a mortgage. This is a feat for anyone living anywhere. Totally true. The comedian lives in a 13,000 square feet estate. I need to say square foot. Estate located in the ultra exclusive and expensive neighborhood of Bel Air. Bel Air, 13,000 square foot house in Bel Air. I couldn't get a fucking 600 square foot studio in Bel Air. Not that there is one. She reportedly paid $10.5 million for it. As you do with houses around that price point, she paid for some renovations. Living in that type of home and having a mortgage is fancy enough. Griffin took it to the next level by paying for it without needing a mortgage. To be clear, if she were truly still on the D-list, she would not be living in an estate of that size or in any estate for that matter. That being said, Griffin does have a few roommates living on her compound. Maybe that is how she's able to afford it. Just kidding. I would be surprised if they were paying rent. Based on Black's interview, it seems she has even made other comedians jealous. According to Griffin, Ray Romano remarked, You bought this house with dick jokes. Her mother taught her well. If you are a fan of my life on the D-list, then you know Maggie Griffin. When it comes to drinking boxed wine, this mom sure knows how to, as she always says, tip it. But it is the financial knowledge that her mother Griffin, that mother Griffin learned and then shared with her daughter that served the comedian well. Apparently a story about an elderly woman who lost everything and could only afford cat food to eat is what motivated the 98-year-old to saving and make smart financial decisions. Who knew? She is fabulous and frugal at the same time. I strive to live a fabulously frugal lifestyle. You can do cheap or you can get a great deal on something amazing. During Black's interview, Griffin mentioned that she often has to fly private, which I think we can all agree is fabulous. So this lady bitching on TV that she doesn't have any work often has to fly private. Where are you going that you're flying private? Because you're either going to gigs or you're fucking traveling on a private jet because you're that rich and successful and the industry has already given you a bunch. <laughs> but it is not all glamour. Free peanuts and soda are not offered when you fly private. You pay for the food on top of the flight, and it is not cheap. To help ease the burden of what could easily be a $50,000 flight, she often brings her own food on board. What are we even reading? This lady is famous and rich beyond belief. She is in the top 0.0001% of people. When flying private, can you carry on liquids in more than three ounce bottles? Either way, I will still try and get my booze for free in the airline lounge. On a side note, the comedian has never had a drink in her life. I'm guessing many of us would have a lot more money if we could say the same thing. She knows what she needs to make. Susie Orman told Griffin that she needs to make $10 million per year. I have no idea what that was based on, and I would usually recommend taking Orman's advice with a grain of salt. However, it is still good that Griffin has an idea of what she must earn on an annual basis. Later in the podcast, she mentioned that she has about $32 million saved. I am uncertain as to whether that is her net worth or if she has $32 million under a mattress somewhere. Either way, that is a pretty nice number. So she says she has it saved. So that means, I'm guessing that means that's liquid, or she has it you know, saved up in stocks and bonds and different things like that, right? 
because she paid cash for her house, guys. Remember that? An $11 million, 13,000 square foot mansion in fucking Bel Air she paid for completely. It's paid off. She has no mortgage. For comparison, Griffin once asked Jerry Seinfeld how much money he had. I'm comfortable, he said. Wealthy Gorilla estimates his net worth is about $950 million, so it seems he is a little more than comfortable. Well, Griffin may be comfortable. She still lives with a few roommates and pets. As she said, she is the gay Mrs. Garrett, you know, from the facts of life. I'm an earner, said Griffin, who also shared that she has made $75 million during the course of her three-decade-long career, according to an earlier Forbes.com piece. She's made $75 million, and now she's lying and saying no 58-year-old female comedians are working. And that's why she's not working. And she's not working because of everybody else, even though she's fucking famous and can just buy out a room, like I said, and keep all the money and make a higher profit margin. And it sounds, by the way, this is what bugs me. Okay, I'll get back to the article. I'll finish the article. Well, I'll just, whatever. This is what bugs me. I'm reading this article. Kathy Griffin sounds really smart, right? With money. She sounds like she really knows what she's doing. She sounds like a hustler. She sounds like she works incredibly hard. How does she not know that she can just buy out a venue and keep all the profit for herself uh, after she pays for the venue? She knows that. So she's lying. My guess is she knows that because she sounds really, really smart with money. So she knows it and she's fucking lying to play the victim. I don't get it. You're not a victim anymore, okay? Maybe you were growing up. Maybe, I guarantee you've had moments in your life where somebody treated you shitty and maybe it was because you're a woman. Maybe that person was just an asshole and they treat people shitty. I'm not denying any of that. But you fucking made it, lady. You got $75 million you made throughout your career. Career. You have a $11 million home that you paid off in Bel Air that's 13,000 square feet. And by the way, she has roommates. I'd have roommates too. If I was single... I, of course, have a buddy or a family member or people living with me because you don't want to be alone in a 13,000 square foot house, right? So what is she talking about? She knows she can make money. She's a hustler. She's a hard worker. You know, I'm not knocking her for earning all this money. She sounds like she earned every penny. Good for her, you know? She doesn't, she doesn't have any sort of, uh, what do you call it, uh, gratitude for the breaks that she did get along the way. You know what I mean? She got all these breaks along the way. Yeah, hard work and talent and breaks. You need all three. You can be a hard worker and have talent. You just never end up in the right moment or something. Or you know, or you get one shot and you squander it and it was just one bad night. Or who knows? You know what I mean? So she has had a very fortuitous life. And she's bitching about it. That's unreal. If I ever have an $11 million 13,000 square foot home anywhere. I don't, it doesn't have to be Bel Air because I wouldn't want to live in Bel Air because too much traffic getting to the freeway after that. But uh, when you come down, anyways, I, Santa Monica Boulevard, don't even get me started on that. But I'm saying if I had a 13,000 square foot house uh, where, I, where I live in Long Beach, okay, and it's paid off and it was $11 million or even if it was $5 million or whatever. And I start bitching, and I have, I have millions and millions of followers online that I could access if I wanted to do a gig and make some money. <laughs> and I'm bitching? Fucking find me and beat me up. Find me and jump me, okay? Regardless, here's back to the article. Regardless of whether or not you are a fan, you could probably learn a thing or two about being fiscally fabulous from Kathy Griffin. 
Most of us will never own a mansion in Bel Air or book a $50,000 private flight. However, no matter what hurdles life throws at us, we can all live better lives and make smarter financial choices along the way. Absolutely. That's something I've been preaching ever since I've been an adult, basically, and I realized that other people weren't brought up to learn how to save money, and people are fucking stupid with money, and Kathy Griffin is not stupid with money. She's super smart with money, and she's super successful, and she's bitching that... <laughs> there are no female comedians working that are her age and that it's, you know, it's, I don't know. I just think it's weird. They're, they're, how could she not even for a second be like, hey, maybe I turned off some people when I did that? Like, I get that she got exonerated for, because uh, they said, it, was it like a, I don't know, like a domestic terrorist plot or something against the President of the United States, you know, uh, which I don't think it was. And she's like all happy. She's like, yeah, I got exonerated of that. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, great. That doesn't mean you didn't turn people off. You know what I mean? I'm not saying she did something where she should be legally charged. I don't know the, the laws about that stuff. All I'm saying is you, that is you could still have turned a lot of people off that maybe were your fans. And by the way, excuse me, she still has millions of fans. Even if she turned off a bunch of people, there's still millions of people who follow her and they want to see her stuff. That's why she has a documentary playing at one of the biggest festivals, South by Southwest. And she's bitching. I just don't get it. I'm bitching about her bitching. That's what I'm bitching about. But it's just like, don't complain. You have it great. Let's listen to this one more time just to drive this point home. Let's see. Where did it start? Right here. Like, I have a document saying I was exonerated. And what does that oh. document say? It says you were, you were innocent of the charge of, you know, conspiracy to commit, to assassinate the President of the United States or anything else. But and, and, and when you got that but, physical... But then when I went overseas right. to work, because I couldn't get work here. And by the way, I still do not have one single day of paid work ahead of me for the rest of my life. Now you tell me that's not because I'm a 58-year-old female in comedy. Mm. Yeah, take that, guys who make the decisions. But this movie is doing really I think well. There's it's a lot winning of awards. 58-year-old comedians that are working out there. Are you? Name, name five women. Uh, I'm not uh, into. It's that concept. Thing. What was that? A second and a half she gave him? <laughs> um, look, the point is, it's a male-dominated field, which I don't really want to hear your take on. We that. got guests here every day. I'm yeah. Okay. That's all right. But you should know your stats, though. Um, anyway, she, that guy should know his stats. Does she know her stats? How many comedians did I name? Eight, nine, and that was not even like delving into it too much. That was me texting my buddy, and he was like, he started to think about. It. He's like, oh, boom, right there, boom, 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 boom. And also, here's another thing, guys. I didn't, I didn't bring this up. A lot of comedians are working, and they're not famous. I named all people who are famous in one way or another and have a bunch of fans that are making a lot of money. There are comedians who are working who you've never heard of that are on cruise ships or they work in Atlantic City, they work Vegas, they're working the road, you know, and they're working as comedians. So can you name them? I, I can name a couple because I'm a comedian and I fucking bumped into these people and worked with them places. Can you? Like, I just, I don't understand this thinking at all, whatever. You guys get the point. All right, that was a, a topic that I was actually passionate about. I just cannot stand the bitching that goes on from extremely successful people who are smart with money, people who have a bunch of money, people who have made a bunch of money. This would be a little different, and I still wouldn't feel sorry for her, but it would be a little different if she had made $75 million in her career, like she said, which I believe her, by the way. And then you know something happened or you know she squandered the money and she was done with money. And she had no money, right? And now she's like, you know, poor and she's living in some, you know, apartment that she's renting and she lost all her money. Okay, that would still be her fault and I wouldn't feel sorry for her because most everybody ever is never going to make $75 million doing anything throughout their career. So it still would be on her that she fucked it up. 
But that's not even the case. So she's like, I have no paid work the rest of my life. Oh, here's the last thing. And I might look stupid doing this, but I want to see. I'm just going to type in Kathy Griffin tickets. And let's see if there are any events. Okay. Ticketmaster. Okay. Egg on my face. Nothing on Ticketmaster. Let's see. Kathy Griffin tour dates. Let's see. No current tour dates. Check back soon for more news and make sure you sign up for your emails below. Okay. She has a book. She has her movie out. She has no tour dates. All right. So she has no tour dates on her website. Uh, that's somehow everybody else's fault. She cannot call up a venue, rent it out. Like, is she saying, and, I, and look, I'm willing to be wrong. If every single venue where they're, they do live performances, every single one, she said there's like a big conspiracy against her, uh, you know, from, I guess, she, she's saying from the president or something. I don't know. But she's saying that they've like scared people into booking her or something, right? If every single venue in the United States is not allowed to let her purchase the room, she could just give somebody else the room. Or, you, know, or get, or, you know, like say, say Kathy Griffin came to me and she was like, hey, Jeff, here's, you know, uh, $3,000. That's what I need to rent out this room for the night. <clears throat> I'm going to do a show there. And then she just does a show there. It's like, you know what I mean? Like they won't take her money. I don't get it. They won't take her money so that they can make money. I, it just makes no sense to me. So she chooses not to have any tour dates. She chooses not to have any, quote, paid work. <coughs> By the way, you can have paid work that's not uh, live comedy. You know what I mean? My dad said he just saw her on TV on a show. I'm not going to mention because I helped start the show and whatever. But uh, she was on that TV show. And I know for sure that she got paid for that. And my dad said she's on there a lot. So... I know, I know the person, I helped start that TV show. I know the person who pay, uh, pays, whose show it is, <laughs> and he pays people like Kathy Griffin a good amount of money to do that show, okay? So she's lying. She has no paid work the rest of her life. And it's not because of anything but everybody else's fault. What a fucking weird victim mentality for somebody who is extremely successful. All right, guys, please rate the podcast five stars. Share with somebody. If you disagree with me on anything or agree with me on anything, always you can email me in the show notes. Uh, I would love to talk to Kathy Griffin just about her career in general, but also, like, in a, I'd, be, I'd say, hey, in the most respectful way, what the fuck are you talking about? I would say, again, this is not like I'm some Kathy Griffin hater. Like, what are you talking about? I just want to ask her. Explain that you can't work any venue with your name and your celebrity status and your money, you can't book a venue. She could book a fuck. She could buy a house. Here we go. Buy a house, gut it, and do shows there. You know what I mean? I guess you'd have to. Yeah, it might, you know, there might be some zoning rules with that. Now I'm just talking out my ass, <laughs> making no sense. All right. If you can rate the podcast five stars, leave a review, and uh, pick up a copy of my children's book. If you, the holidays are coming up, if you have kids, the book I believe I think it's for ages five and up. It's not for if you have like a three-year-old i don't think they're getting it yet maybe four i don't know but i think ages five and up is what it's uh the target audience and uh, the website will be up soon the differentbook.com uh really appreciate you guys thank you for listening thank you for listening to my daddy